0: Welcome to Destination History, I Digress, where we tackle interesting and only slightly relevant things. Today, we digress to find out if Alexander the Great and Ptolemy I were half-brothers. So, there are two stories as to the paternal figure in Ptolemy's life. One is that he was a son of a Macedonian nobleman, Lagos. The other is that he was the illegitimate son of Philip II, who, coincidentally, was also the king of Macedonia and the father of Alexander the Great. It's said that Arsinoe, Ptolemy's mother, was a concubine or mistress in Philip's court and after falling pregnant with Philip's help, Philip arranged for Arsinoe to marry the nobleman, Lagos. Those are the basic facts of the possible origin of Ptolemy, one a fair bit more scandalous than the other. But which is true? It's important to point out right off the bat that modern day scholars don't believe any of this nonsense about Ptolemy being Alexander's half-brother, and are strong in the belief of Ptolemy being Lagos' son. But the rumour of Ptolemy being Philip's secret child is incredibly interesting, especially its origin. There are three ancient writers, Curtius, Pausanius, and Elian, who all, at one time or another, all but confirm that they believe that Ptolemy was Philip's son. As we hear Curtius's and Pausanius' accounts, Keep in mind that they are written several hundred years after Ptolemy's death. Here's Curtius. Ptolemy was a blood relation of Alexander, and some believed him to be a son of Philip. At any rate, it was known for certain that he was the offspring of one of the king's concubines. Some good information from Curtius. Basically, if he wasn't Philip's son, he's definitely the son of Philip's concubines, making him Philip's son. Moving on to Pausanias. The Macedonians think that Ptolemy was the son of Philip, though in pretense, the son of Lagos, since his mother was pregnant with him by Philip when she was married to Lagus. Okay, some more good stuff with Pausanias being a lot more forward and set in what he says. This also backs up that original rumour that Ptolemy was Philip's son, but that his mother married Lagos when she was pregnant with him. While these accounts have been flat-out denied by modern historians, they do bring the legitimacy of Ptolemy's birth into question, and Plutarch fans the flames with his reference to the unfortunate birth. Of Ptolemy I. While there are no records that tell us straight that Ptolemy was the son of Philip II, and neither does any of Plutarch's writings, I think it might be pretty safe to assume that Ptolemy's birth was still illegitimate, just not royally illegitimate. At least this is the understanding of Nina Collins in her article, The Various Fathers of Ptolemy I, where she says, We must conclude that as no record exists that Philip II ever fathered a son with Arsinoe, Ptolemy's mother, there was still a rumour that the first Ptolemaic king was illegitimately born, and that his natural father was either unknown or sufficiently unimportant to remain unnamed. The original rumour of Ptolemy and Alexander having the same father is believed to have originated with the idea of providing Ptolemy with significant social standing after the death of Alexander, and being associated by blood with the house of Philip was a pretty good way of doing it. If this assumption can be believed, then it's a natural step to think it was Ptolemy himself who helped spread the story, but this causes problems. Our old mate Arian who quite proudly claims to use Ptolemy as his primary source, only refers to him as Lagus's son. And he does this several times, but at no point does Arian even mention a blood connection between Ptolemy and either Alexander or Philip. And they also don't appear to be any familial association between Ptolemy and Alexander in the writings that immediately followed Alexander's death. And that's without us getting into the intricacies of how bastardization was looked upon in Greek life, and I can tell you it wasn't looked upon favourably. So it could also be safely assumed that if Ptolemy was born out of wedlock, he would have gone out of his way to cover it up. At least it's believed that Ptolemy II, Ptolemy's son, goes to lengths to lessen the scandal of his mysterious grandfather by boldly proclaiming him to be Lagos. Whatever the truth was, as the Ptolemaic Empire continued in Egypt, Lagos was seen as the official father of Ptolemy I. Whoever Ptolemy's father was, you can't deny that Ptolemy did pretty well for himself and left the lasting legacy that is still being taught about in schools today. Ptolemy became Ptolemy I when he was crowned king of Egypt after the palaver that was the fight for Alexander the Great's empire. Basically, the entire Macedonian empire was divided between Alexander's generals, with Ptolemy snagging Egypt, and hence the Ptolemaic dynasty was born. Spanning a good 300 years, each ruler of Egypt was, quite confusingly, named Ptolemy, and despite a disgusting amount of incest, the dynasty did eventually result with the very famous Cleopatra, who was actually the eighth of her name. Even though our friend Ptolemy is said to have put Egypt in good economic and administrative standing, the same can't be said for the rest of the Ptolemies with Julius Caesar eventually coming by and claiming Egypt for the Roman Empire. Not bad for a bloke who was at one point exiled from his country by the man who supposedly could have been his father. Thanks for listening to this digression. Want to know even more? Then check out our website at destinationhistorypod.com. If you know of something that's slightly relevant about a destination, then get in touch through our website or on any of our socials. See you next episode.